Uh, hey, that's okay because we've got really cool things in store moving forward. Uh, for instance, uh, if you are at Fall Retreat, you will know that we've got a really special surprise announcement uh, that you're not going to want to miss. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we will explain that to everybody else uh, next Wednesday here as well. But I, I do want to take a moment and just kind of talk about and focus about Fall Retreat and just bathe that in prayer and pray to the Lord for all the great things that he's going to teach us, that he's going to show us. And guys, look at me. The lives that will be changed this weekend... Okay, the lives that will be changed. And guys, I want that to be something that we're all praying about and saying, God, change lives. Deepen relationships, start new relationships, but let new things happen this weekend. So let's pray and we'll get things started here real quick. Uh, Father God, we love you. God, we are so grateful for who you are. We are so grateful that we get to lift our voices to you, the God who spoke the universe into existence the God who holds the world together in the palm of his hands, the God who is big, the God who is mighty, the God who is above all things. And right here in this moment, God, as we're, as, we're, as we're talking to you, as we're worshiping, as we're lifting our voices in song, God, we know that those things are not just shouted out into a room in Huntsville, Alabama, but those words are on your ears and on your heart in your throne room, God, that you hear us, that you see us, that you know us. And God, that you respond and you, you, you hear these things and you respond. And God, I pray for my friends. I pray for my brothers and my sisters who are going off our retreat. Lord, I pray for the leaders who will be leading discussion, who will be having conversations on the way up and down that giant mountain in Chaco Springs. But God, I pray for moments like this this weekend. When we join together, when we worship you, we open up your word, when we study it, when we hear that the God of the universe knows us. God, that's an incredible thing. Lord, you know us, even despite all the bad things that we've done. And you still loved us, and you still sent your son to die for us. God, we love you. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Awesome. So tonight, let's continue our discussion on the disciples. All right, JJ set us up. Last week we talked about, anybody remember what disciple we were talking about last week? Matthew, that's what I'm talking about, loud and proud in the middle. So tonight, we are talking about another one of those disciples, and tonight we are talking about Andrew, okay? Now, to kind of let us know a little bit about Andrew, we kind of need to know a little bit of his backstory, but before we do that, I want to ask you guys a question. Uh, I know uh, in living here for roughly the last three years that I've kind of felt like Huntsville, Alabama is like the restaurant trivia capital of the world. Is that, am I roughly, has anybody participated in restaurant trivia, in trivia nights of any kind? Uh, Delana Delano, have you guys won? Um, best night. Best night, okay, very nice. You guys have won. Uh, is it my understanding that you guys played musical bingo? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, spoil, hey, Skylar was there. Okay, hey, look at me. Can we take a moment, hit pause on fall retreat, Halloween-y things, and let's look forward to Christmas for just a little bit. Hey guys, um, I just want to, spoiler alert, Christmas party, Greenhouse Christmas party this year will involve musical bingo, okay? Um, as well as other things, that's why, yeah, <laughs> I've never, you guys have never looked at me so cool up there, I'm, I don't know what to do right now. Anyways, um, so you guys love trivia, I love trivia, hey, listen to me, um, what has been my absolute favorite thing here recently 
is that on those cold, long nights when Hank decides that he doesn't want to sleep, yes, sad, but listen to me, uh, there is a free app that you can have on your Fire Stick, your iPad, your iPad, everything like that. That's the most Kentucky thing, your iPad, all those things. It's called Pluto TV. And on Pluto TV, there is a 24-7, nonstop Jeopardy channel. And I crush it every time, all right, y'all? I, I, but, but guys, we love learning new things. We love discovering new things. We lo- hey, there was a time that I ordered something off of Amazon, and they didn't send me what I ordered. Instead, they sent me the complete history of the Vikings. So I read it. Did you guys know that Leif Erikson actually discovered America before Columbus? Okay, so you guys read the same book too. All right, so in honor of learning new facts... Uh, I, I got some things here to, to teach us a few things. This is uh, Snapple Apple. This is uh, Mango Madness, all right? And this is Fruit Punch, all right? Um, and so to kind of set us up, guys, when we're thinking about the disciples, we, we know that these are like the 12 guys that hung around Jesus and, and were kind of Jesus' best friends, okay? These are the guys that walked with Jesus. These are the guys who broke bread with Jesus. These are the guys who did all these things. So when we think of disciples, guys, these are people who daily followed, but also daily learned from him. That when Jesus taught the masses, he was also teaching his disciples. That, that as Jesus is walking on his way, and, and I have no doubt that there were just times that like the disciples would be like, hey, Jesus, what about this? And, and they're just learning at his feet constantly. And guys, for all of us, Left to right, front to back, guys, that is to be our relationship with the Lord. That we're daily following him, that we're daily submitting to our, our lives, to his authority, that we're daily following him. But guys, at the same time, we're daily learning about him. We're daily learning what he has to say to us. We're daily learning about his nature, about his personality, about all these things. So would you guys like to hear, learn some fun facts together tonight, okay? All right, um, Malia, left, right, center, what you thinking? Center, okay. Let, are you ready? Drum roll, please. Did you know that the bullfrog is the only animal that never sleeps? Now you do. All right. Uh, Kindle, left or right? Okay. Mango's not a direction, but I, I, I'm following you. All right. Are you ready? Let's see what the, these are all mine, I bought them. Ooh, hey, Sarah, children grow faster during springtime. All right, so uh, Hank is not in a growth spurt now, apparently. Uh, Pastor Kevin, um, fruit punch? Fruit punch, there we go. All right, let's see what this has to say for us. Fruit punch, here we are. Bump, dump, bump. Actually, I'm not going to drink this one because I don't like Squirrels lose more than half of the nuts that they hide. Huh. The port. Anybody, like, think of up and the dog, like, he didn't hide nuts for the winter, and now he is dead. All right. (laughs) The worst thing about that is that's now on a podcast for the whole world to listen to. So, anyways, all right. Let's look at the life of Andrew. So he said, a disciple is a lifelong follower, a lifelong learner. And so when we first find Andrew, we know that Andrew is destined to be a disciple of Jesus. But at the time that we meet Andrew, he's actually a disciple of somebody else. Okay? So John chapter 1 is where we're going to be tonight. 
John chapter 1, and we are starting in verse 35, all right? And this is what it says, verse 35 through 37. It says this, the next day again, John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked by, and John the Baptist said, behold, the Lamb of God. Verse 37, the two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Now let's bump down here to verse 40 for just a second. Verse 40 says, one of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. So pause right there for just a second. Here is what Andrew is doing with his life right now. He is is following, he is daily walking, daily learning from John the Baptist. Now let's take a moment and recognize if there is anybody that you should follow, that you should learn from, that you should model your life after, it is John the Baptist, okay? He's a good dude. He, He is on fire for the Lord. He is starting revival. He is baptizing people left and right. He's got a weird, like, snack with bugs and everything. But other than that, he is a good dude to follow and model your life after. And what Andrew is doing is he's following John the Baptist, but John the Baptist all of a sudden, then he sees Jesus coming. He says, guys, look, I know you think I'm cool. I know you think I'm great. Warm fuzzies, thank you so much. But that's the dude. Behold the Lamb of God. And what happens here is that these two disciples that are following John the Baptist, that are wholly devoted to John the Baptist, all of a sudden say, that's who I need to follow. Now listen to me. That's so contrary to everything we do in this world, is it not? Because in this world, we care about followers. We care about influence. We care about having the crowd. We care about being in the right crowd. We care about those things. But the question that we have to ask ourselves, the people that we're following, the people that we are devoting our life to, the people who we subscribe to, the people who are getting our attention, our time, our value, our resources, are those people leading us to be more like Jesus or less like Jesus? That goes for everything you click on a screen. That goes for everything you buy. That goes through everything you subscribe. That goes through everything you follow. That goes through everything. And the people that we follow leading us to be more like Jesus or less like Jesus. Because, guys, who we follow is going to be who we become. We will ultimately become who we follow. And if our, what we follow is not the Lord, if what we follow is not Jesus, we will be left absolutely disappointed. So when I was a kid, uh, there, I, I played baseball. I did. I, I'm not much of a baseball player, but I did play baseball at one time in my life. And when I was a kid, I mean, shockwaves through Kentucky because the Cincinnati Reds had just signed Ken Griffey Jr. Okay? Are y'all familiar with Ken Griffey Jr.? Some of you, yes. Okay, all you have to know is Ken Griffey Jr. was a good baseball player guy. All right? But Ken Griffey Jr. also, there's kind of like a sentimental moment because Ken Griffey Sr., also played for the Cincinnati Reds. So this is like, hey, the kid has come home, okay? Now what King Griffey Jr. did, if you followed baseball at this time, Taylor, is this right? Roughly, okay. King Griffey Jr., one, he had two very notable things. Number one, when he took batting practice, he wore his hat backwards, okay? So as a young baseball player, I haven't worn a backwards hat in forever. Anyway, sorry. When I was a young baseball player and we were taking batting practice before a game, you know which way that we wore our hat? backwards because we want to be like King Griffey Jr. King Griffey Jr., his also second most notable thing was he was left-handed. Now, I am as right-handed as you can be. So then when it comes time for batting practice, you know, that number, okay? But man, I wanted to be like King Griffey Jr. I wanted to do everything that he did because, man, that was our guy. Because you become, 
You become like the people that you follow, okay? You, you become like the people you follow. And listen, John the Baptist could have had the biggest following, could have had the biggest crowd, could have had the biggest everything. But John the Baptist knew his role, what he could do, is point people to Jesus. Y'all, as a student pastor here and as y'all's you know, student pastor, man, the thing that makes me so happy is that here in a little bit, we're going to break up, we're going to go into small groups, and your small group leaders are people who are passionate about pointing you to Jesus. And they are people who are passionate about showing you that there is someone great to follow and there is someone great to live your life after. Guys, the question we have to ask ourselves, the people that we follow, what we follow, is it making us more like Jesus or less like Jesus? So Andrew leaves John the Baptist, he follows Jesus. The next thing that Andrew shows is that he walks closely with Jesus. Okay, pick up in verse 38. It says this, Jesus turned and he saw them following and he said to them, what are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher. And they said, where are you staying? And Jesus said to them, come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying and they stayed with him that day for it was about the 10th hour. So pause real quick. This is what happens. They're following. And I can almost just kind of see this moment where Jesus is walking and like, Okay, what do you want? There was a time, uh, Sarah and I went to Sam's the other day, and she was like, I, I, was, I was absolutely sure that she was going to run over like my heels with the cart. And so the whole time, I'm like, anyways, we're going to talk about that when we get home, aren't we? Okay. So, so Jesus, he's walking. He's being followed by these two guys. He turns around, guys, what are you looking for? They said, Rabbi, we're looking for the teacher. We're looking for the Messiah. We're looking for the great guy that we're supposed to follow. And here's what Jesus asks. He asks a, a, a really awesome question that we're going to simplify really, really easily here. He looks at him and says, y'all want to come over for a sleepover? Now listen to me, listen to me, okay? Just a moment. Hey, real talk though, you stay the night at somebody's house, you really get to know somebody, okay? You bond together. You, you, when you are a roommate with somebody in a little bit, when we go to far tree, you are going to know your roommates very, very, very closely, Okay? sleepover, slumber parties. If you're a teenager, maybe you just go and hang out. I don't know. But those things are so important because you bond together. Can I tell you about my first sleepover? All right, here's my first sleepover. I told you sad birthday story. So Hunter's here, and he invites his three friends to come over to the house, okay? Friend number one has to leave, like, late at night because his family's going on vacation the next day. So we know that he's out of the equation. Friend number two gets homesick, like, an hour after the party starts. We haven't even cut cake yet. He did leave the, like, money in the present. Like, I'm grateful for that. But he gets homesick. Mama comes, picks him up, and leaves. So now it's just me, and like, if I'm, if I'm ranking my friends, like, there was number one that I wanted to be there. There was number two. He was three of three, okay? Like, we were tight, but we didn't have that, like, you know those people in life that you need that third person is kind of that buffer, where if it's just the two of you, mano y mano, it's awkward. But if you have that third person, you're bros, okay? So this was kind of that moment. So we go to sleep, and in the middle of the night, he gets sick, throws up over everything, he leaves. So I wake up my birthday morning, and it's all just me, okay? <laughs> Anyways, so, so guys, when you go and you have a sleepover, when you slumber party, anything like that, you grow close with the people around you. And that is what Andrew and these guys did, is they sat there and they sat at the feet of Jesus. They walked closely with Jesus. I got a picture up here of uh, an eye test. Is that right? Has, has anybody taken one of these before? Yes. All right. Has anybody passed these before? Yes. Has anybody failed these before? Yes. All right, cool. Hey, you want to know, like, 
listen to me. So many of you are like, all right. <clears throat> now let me ask you a question. Can we all see the letter E up there really clearly? No. All right. But hey, listen to me. That bottom line as you go down, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller, right? And the further you are away, the smaller it looks, right? But listen to me, if you're right up close on it, you could tell every single word, every single letter, everything that that thing has to say. Now listen to me, guys. Some of you might be here tonight and you might be frustrated by the fact of maybe it's your lack of knowledge in the Lord. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe you don't know things. Maybe you're not satisfied with how much of the Lord you know. My question to you is this. Be brutally honest with yourself. How closely are you following the Lord at this time? Because we're going to be really honest here for a second. If you're only giving the Lord an hour on Sunday morning, an hour on Wednesday night, guys, that might not be enough to walk closely, to daily follow, to daily learn. And Andrew is a guy that he sees Jesus on the way. He follows him. Jesus says, come hang out with me. He hangs out. And his whole next few years of his life are spent walking side by side with Jesus. That Andrew is following Jesus, guys, that we follow closely with Jesus. And the last thing that Andrew shows us here is that he brings other people to Jesus. You look with me in verse 40. It says this. It says, one of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. And Andrew found his brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, so you are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. So Andrew finds the Lord, he follows the Lord, and he brings people to know him. Now, take a moment here and think about this as we're kind of wrapping things up. This whole idea, if we're following Christ, that we're bringing people to Jesus, guys, is non-negotiable. That's, that's biblical. That is what Jesus asks us to do. He says, go make disciples. He says, go tell the world. He says, go and go, 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 all these things. Y'all, that command to bring people to Jesus is non-negotiable. And you look at Andrew's life up to this point. He's been following John the Baptist. Good dude to follow. Absolutely. But something's different about when Andrew starts following Jesus. As soon as Andrew starts following Jesus, remember, he's like spent one night with Jesus, sitting, learning. And now the first thing he does is, I have to tell people. I have to bring people. And he goes to his brother. He says, bro, we found him. But why didn't he do that earlier with John the Baptist? I think it's very clear. Andrew found the real thing. Sarah and I had been dating for like a month and she was going to come down to New Orleans and visit me. And being the just romantic that I am, I said, baby, girl, which I'd never said. This is the first time I said that. Honey, I'm going to cook supper for you. What do you want? And she said, I want, I want Alfredo. And y'all, look, I Googled, I YouTubed, I looked up. I said, I, I need, if, if I'm, I'm going to impress this girl, okay? Homemade, stick of butter, half a stick of cream cheese, whole bag of Parmesan cheese, and I made homemade Alfredo sauce. All right, now listen to me. Because of that, no, don't clap yet. Because of that, I cannot eat this anymore. Now listen to me. It's fine. It's okay. I'll eat it in a pinch. My palate has changed. Because I've had the real thing. 
because I've had something so much better. And this is worthless to me now. <laughs> now listen to me. Let's bring this, bring this home for just a second. What happens to Andrew here in this moment, he's been following John the Baptist, but he sees Jesus. He has found the real thing, the Messiah, the rabbi, everything. He's found the real thing, and that changes everything. It changes his relationship with his brother. It changes what he does for a living. It changes who he's following. It redirects his entire course of his life because he has found the real thing, guys. Y'all listen to me. If we have found the real thing, our response should be just like Andrew's, that we say, hey, we have found the real thing, come here. That we're outside of these walls, that we're bringing people to know the Lord, that we're bringing people to greenhouse, that we're bringing people to Sunday morning, that we're sharing our faith, that we're praying with people, that we're reading our Bible, that we're doing all these things because we have found what it is that our soul is looking for. And guys, I'll just be really honest. The question that you have to ask yourselves tonight is this. Have I experienced the real thing? Have I truly experienced a relationship with Jesus? Or am I following the crowd? Because guys, when you have the real thing, everything changes. When you have the real thing, you're telling people. And guys, maybe we're not telling people because we have not experienced the real thing. And guys, if that's you tonight, if you want to say, hey, I need to know what this great thing is that is life-changing that we talk about every week, that I'm going a whole weekend away to hear about, I need to know what that is. Guys, what I encourage you to do is find your small group leader here in a little bit. I'm going to ask the band to come on up. Is that you find your small group leader, you say, hey, I need to talk to you. Hey, if you're, not, if you're here tonight and you're not even ready to make a decision, hey, that's cool too because what you can do in this moment is you can say, hey, I need to ask questions. Because that learning process is also very important. But guys, if we have experienced the real thing, let's be different because of it. So before the band plays, as we're going to pray this thing out, hey, I want to encourage us all to stay, stand up. Stand up. And we're going to cut the room in half right here. If you're on this side, I want you all to turn and face that wall. If you're on this side, I want you all to turn and face that wall. Pick a side. Close your eyes for just a second as you're facing the wall. Let me ask you a question. Do you know who is outside of these walls right now? Are people who need a place to be loved? Are people who need to know a Lord who loves them? We talk all the time about how we're a place to belong. Fine answers make a difference. Outside of these walls are people who need to feel a place of belonging, who have questions that need answers, are people who want to feel important, who want to feel impactful in the world. And guys, just like Andrew, if you've experienced the real thing, bring them here. Bring them to the feet of Jesus. I'm talking bubble-wrapped, first-class FedEx with care to the feet of Jesus because they need to know the real thing. And we have it here, guys. Let's pray. Keep facing the wall. Keep facing the walls.
I'm going to give you all just a second to pray for those people. Some of you, there are people in your schools, there are people in your ball teams, in your communities, that when I'm talking about these people, that they are coming to mind. And I want to ask you to take a moment and just ask God, God, how can I reach them? God, give me wisdom, give me the words to say, help me do those things. And some of you also might be here and say, Hunter, I I really, if I'm being really honest, am not friends with lost people. God, you have blessed me with great friends. You have blessed me with a great church. You have blessed me with great teammates and everything like that. But God, I need to get uncomfortable so that people can know you. Father God, we love you. God, we are so grateful that beyond a shadow of a doubt, you are the real thing. And God, I pray that that would be so clear. I pray that that would be so evident. God, that we could not stomach going back to what this world has to offer for us. God, I pray for the people outside of these walls God, I pray that this time next week, empty seats that surround this place are filled with people outside of these walls. God, that is going to come through the people in this room. God, I pray you give them the words to speak. I pray you give them the boldness. God, I pray you give them the ability to stomach awkward, uncomfortable situations for your glory. God, that a 10-minute conversation that we know that we need to have with somebody is not going to stand between eternity and people outside of these walls. Lord, we love you. God, thank you for dying for us. Thank you for saving us. And we pray these things in your name. Amen.